set. Places, everybody. And action. to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast with two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this episode, we have a little something different. Um, We just finished recording our episode on Die Hard, which is going to be our holiday episode. And what we thought we would do is take a couple minutes and discuss some of the movies that we watched over the course of the year. So kind of like mm-hmm. our year-end review with movies. So we came up with like a couple different categories um, that we kind of wanted to talk through with you guys. And like Ashley's always watching something. So I'm always like interested in seeing what she has to say about movies. So mm-hmm. um, that's the reason why we're doing this. Um, yeah. So I guess we should just dive right into it. Like, did you have your listed in any particular order i um i listed it i think i listed it the way that you sent it (laughs) so i have oh yeah so i have like first time viewing rewatch uh favorite movie watch for an episode black film least favorite film and favorite film so okay um i have i will let everybody know i have several um listings because i had to go through my letterbox because i i log every single movie almost every single movie on letterbox unless i've like rewatched it for the podcast or whatever like more than once because that's happened um but yeah pretty much every movie i some of these movies i do not remember watching <laughs> because this is how long this fucking year has been so i you know went through and I have, um, I think, I mean, I have multiple. I This is a good movie year, I think, for me, even though most of the movies on this list are not made during this year or <laughs> were not released this year. So that's also, that might also say something about me. <laughs> okay. So first up, we have um, the, your favorite movie that this was your first time viewing. Um mm-hmm. So for me, um, this year I watched a couple movies for the first time. So I ended up narrowing it down to two favorites. And the first one is Benny's video. Um, so it's a movie that is, um, that was directed by Michael Haneke and Mm -hmm. he is Mm -hmm. director Mm -hmm. of Funny Games, both the original um and the remake from 2007 so benny's video came out in 1992 um this was one of the movies that i had a chance to watch on filmstruck r.i.p um and i really enjoyed it it was about a teenager his name is benny um he is a little rich boy who is really into (laughs) video um so he films a lot of things he tapes a lot of things off tv um, he's very engrossed in video cameras and images and he records like his room throughout the day and what's on Benny's video is a murder. He, okay. Yeah. It goes, you know, it's, you know, it's going to go left. 
When you said Michael Haneke, I was like, girl, here we go. Yeah, you know it's going to go left. Um, mm. And he films the entire thing. And, like, he lures a girl back to his house where he, like, tries to get her to become interested in his videos. She's interested in him, but she you kind of get the idea that she thinks he's kind of weird. Um, and he ends mm-hmm. up killing her. And over the course of the movie, he you see him, like, deal with that guilt. And eventually he take, tells his parents. His parents try to clean it up for him. Like, they go through a lot to clean up his actions, including, mm-hmm. like, disposing of the body, only for him to go to the police and tell on himself. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> exactly it's a it's a wild ride it's very interesting um i really enjoyed it um it was mm-hmm. it was a lot but you know me um and then the second <laughs> movie <laughs> that i want to talk about is blowout from 1981 directed by brian de palma mm-hmm. so i watched this for john travolta reasons i love john travolta y'all <laughs> I do. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Like it was back when he was fine. And he um he stars as a um a sounds person, like um a foley artist. Is that what it's called? Like the person who like records um sounds to be played in movies? Oh, and- I don't know. I think that's what it is called, maybe. Anyway, he records sound to be in movies and he's working on a horror film. And while he's recording, he hears like some shady stuff goes down. And then it becomes mm-hmm. like a sort of like political thriller um, mm-hmm. where it's like corrupt politicians, um, people getting murdered. It, it's just a lot of things that's going on and it's I know this is one that I don't want to spoil for you but it's a yeah. really good movie John Travolta was really great in it along with um Nancy Allen who like if you listen to our episodes of Carrie both of them were in Carrie and they were dating then like in that movie mm-hmm. as well um mm-hmm. so like I I really enjoy watching that like I became a early De Palma stan after watching Blowout, like I already loved Carrie, but Blowout was like, yes, you did that. Mm. I feel uh, like I've seen you mention this once or twice. I've never watched this movie. It's it's really good. I think I remember because I was saying no about John Travolta because Brittany and Davlin had a moment. Actually, Brittany Davlin and our friend Libby had a moment. Like, <laughs> was it last year? Was it last year or the year before last? What, there was a year where y'all was like, I don't know what y'all, what started y'all down this path, but I could not log on to Twitter without seeing like a big ass picture of John Travolta in his wigs. <laughs> I love his wigs, his little lace print TV doing. I was being like assaulted by these wigs, like visually assaulted, because you could see the lace. And I was like, why? <laughs> why can I? see this man's wig (laughs) (laughs) but he's not wig he's not wigging it in this movie no this is what i can tell his beautiful beautiful hair yeah so yeah 
Don Afton Walton was a snack back in the day. I can, I can, I can, I can stand by that. That John Travolta was, you know, a good-looking dude. He was a little snack. <laughs> He's still a snack. Oh no! Is that what we're trying to say now? <laughs> a little Scientology snack. <laughs> I'm okay. glad that you got that on record and that everybody can hear you say that. Okay, good. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> Stand in your truth, Brittany. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I guess my favorite movie of my first time watching was a movie that came out last year called God's Own Country, which was uh, came out in 2017. It was directed by Francis Lee. Um, this is like one of like four movies that I watched this year that I really liked. Um, so the basic premise of this movie, they kind of can, um, I guess it gets compared a lot to like Brokeback Mountain a lot because it's about like a rural farm worker in the north of England who meets a um, migrant worker, a Romanian migrant worker, and they like fall for each other. But I like this movie mainly because it's not necessarily about these two men discovering that they're gay because i feel like that's a lot um a lot of gay or i guess lgbtq movies um focus on like discovering that part of yourself or like coming to terms with it or coming to terms with it and then hiding it and that kind of thing and this movie, they it's not really about the fact that they're gay. It's the fact that they are they fall in love, and then they that the main character named Johnny can kind of like start to reveal himself as being more of a vulnerable person, and he kind of I guess kind of sheds the kind of like <laughs> dead soul that he has because his whole like life basically he is like a routine. He gets up really late because he's hungover from being at, uh, at the bar all night. He gets up really late. He goes to work on his, um, his uh, I think it's his father's farm. Um, he's terrible at it because he's hungover. <laughs> and his father, like, you know, yells at him or whatever. He goes, he finds, like, a random piece to have sex with. He goes to the pub and gets blackout drunk and then wakes up, you know, in the middle of a field or some shit. And he does it all over again. So... He he doesn't really have any like direction in his life. Um and he doesn't really have like a real sense of purpose and he's kind of lost and he meets this his guy and he, you know, it's not really about like him sort of figuring out that he's gay or he like knows he's gay. He just doesn't um know how to like kind of show emotion and kind of like process like if he's like feeling scared or nervous or like worried about the future he doesn't know how to process it other than like getting really drunk or you know getting really pissed off and angry and you know in fight mode so i think like i think i like the movie mainly because number one it's really shot really beautifully and number two i feel like it it shows the experience like this experience that this man is having in like a new light because I think when like Brokeback Mountain came out, like people really weren't really ready for it in the way that they probably should or like appreciated the movie in the way it should 
because they didn't you know they made fun of it so much and like now i sit back and realize i'm like y'all did the most over this movie <laughs> like and that movie is depressing have you ever seen that movie i so no yes and no i started watching it and i was like this is too intense for me mm-hmm. so i had to like it- stop immediately like it got yeah because like both of those like Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal like they they're good actors Mm -hmm. and me watching it I got like super overwhelmed I'm like this is not like I can already tell like this is not going to end well for them and Mm -hmm. they're like it was too much and I'm like sometimes do you ever feel like um anxious when watching something yeah no yeah that's happened that happens to me all the time there's some things i'm like oh i gotta get up and leave (laughs) like i can't watch this right now i don't like i didn't want to like when i went to watch it i was like i know like this is like olden times they're a gay couple i'm like this isn't gonna end well like i already know it's not olden times yeah it was (laughs) the the olden times times. and like no this is gonna end well i can't do it yeah yeah, I, like, I could see everybody gonna be crying. It's gonna be hard. Like, and I just tapped out, and I did yeah. never gone. Like, I haven't gone back to watch it yet. But I feel like I'm older now. I could probably tolerate it. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure I can handle like all of the emotion. And I'm like, I watched Blue Valentine. I could get my heart broken. Oh my god, Blue Valentine stomped all over my soul <laughs> i was like this ain't gonna be that bad oh it hurt it hurt so bad <laughs> that would be hard because i was like oh god you're so young and in love and then shit gets terrible and you have to be an adult and like oh god and like you lose your hair and, and just things get terrible and love dies <laughs> yeah that, that love died that bro oh that love that that love died hard <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i didn't watch brokeback mountain originally just because like i couldn't deal with it with heath ledger like that was really hard for me that was like my first like movie crush like i loved him that was like my first like let me google this actor and find out everything about him <laughs> and i just was like I-, I can't do it i can't do it and so i i don't think i watched brokeback mountain until last year and i was like oh it hurt it hurt it didn't hurt like i was like bawling but i was like oh i knew it was gonna be bad but yeah but this movie isn't isn't like that necessarily god's own country it's really just about it's less about like the secrecy and all that and like that kind of thing and more about like this dude just needs to kind of like grow up and kind of like figure out his emotions and actually be emotional and just i just like seeing like tenderness like i give men a lot of shit (laughs) everybody knows i give men a lot of shit on here i feel like y'all y'all can kind of y'all can find and figure out my stance (laughs) well i was like i i genuinely do believe that like men can be vulnerable and like y'all will be the ever the better for it like just being able to like express yourselves in a way that's healthy and not like violent <laughs> would y'all i would be the better for it and so would you motherfuckers but like i just like seeing like tenderness between two dudes 
I just like, and not like in a, like a like a fetishizing way. I just was like, it's just nice to show like you can you know you can find love in your environment and the harshness of your environment. You can find love in another person. It was like really nice. And I watched it like I think I was like sat there and was like, oh my god, I like that movie. And then I watched it like again like two days later. So I that was my favorite. I think about that movie a lot. But um, but yeah, so I think that movie is still on Netflix, maybe. I'm not sure. But also my other favorite ones were these are so random, dude, by the way. So um I watched Singing in the Rain for the first time, which sat me on like a long Gene Kelly marathon. Um that man was gorgeous and he could dance and he had really tight pants. And <laughs> isn't that what you want from all your movie stars? Acting, singing, dancing, showing off and tight pants. Like, I, I mean, I just can't believe I like that movie simply because I cannot believe what people could do with like very little special effects and shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I think about that now. I'm like, there's so many people who if you asked them to do all the things that they were asking these like people to do back in like the fifties or whatever the fuck, there's no way. Like I can't imagine it. There's like no, like, I don't know very many like serious, like what was it like quadruple <laughs> threats or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a directing and choreographing and dancing and singing and, like acting and I'm like there's like five things I just counted off like that's so crazy but like that movie also introduced me to like Sid Charisse not introduced me to her but like I knew who she was but like there's a moment where she does this like thing where she like lifts Gene Kelly's uh hat up like straight up in the air with her leg and I was like I cannot believe people can dance like this and like <laughs> I wish I was tall <laughs> the first thing I think I was like oh my god can you imagine having legs that long that's crazy so I think about that movie a lot. And then I watched Ch- uh, Children of Men. That shit was heavy, but it's such a good movie. It's really heavy to see now because a lot of that movie um, can be reflected in our current news cycle, like mm. to an extreme. It's very, very like, ooh, there's some parallels here that I'm freaking out about. But it's a good movie. Alfonso Cuaron is that dude. Um, I just wish that him and uh, Guillermo and uh, Alejandro Inaratu will uh, keep winning all the Oscars every year. Just like tag team. Just just rotate. <laughs> Have like a rotation between the three of them. That's like the perfect friendship to me. Just all keep winning together. <laughs> and have these people shook. <laughs> Bring it home from Mexico. And then the last movie, um, uh, Bad Times with El Royale. That movie was fun. I know some people called it like messy or whatever. And I was like, y'all are tripping. That movie was fun. I was like eye level with Chris Hemsworth's belly button. Because I was like, <laughs> I was like in the third row with Davlin. <laughs> there was a lot of surprises, twists. What is her? Cynthia. Um, oh, I'm taking me and names. She was in Widows. Yeah. Arivo. Cynthia Arivo. Girl, she has like a part when she like sings for like a straight, like, I don't know, like five minutes or something. Ah, oh, she's such a good singer. She was like the one of the best writers of that movie, like for sure, for sure. But it's like a fun movie. 
I think like a lot of people compare it to like the Hateful Eight, but like way, way better. Like what the Hateful Eight probably should have been if Tarantino like <laughs> could just get it together. <laughs> so I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that one. But yeah, I went on for like a while. But those are my favorite, like four. <laughs> I think I've thought about those movies like all the time like this this year. So so yeah. You're helping me add it to my list. So I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so the next one we have is your favorite rewatch. So something that you might have seen in the past, but you like took a minute to come back and revisit it. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, one of my favorite rewatches was actually like home alone um i'm not into holiday movies really not really into the holidays um but this year i decided to come back and sit down and watch home alone and i mentioned in the Die Hard episode like i've seen home alone so many times like so many times (laughs) growing up like i would probably put on the vhs and watch it like back to back to back until my parents say hey you gotta cut it out um (laughs) And to watch it as an adult was different. Like, first of all, like, Kevin had me stressed, like, the whole being at home alone while your family is out of the country had me stressed. But what I enjoyed most about it is that it was still fun. It was still a fun movie. Yeah. Just like I, like, remembered it to be. And I had a good time watching it. So for me, that was, like, one of my favorite rewatches of the year. That really is like a timeless movie, honestly. I have I have several. Um, so of course. So I watched this movie called 2046. Um, it is a sci-fi movie. Um, it's directed by I'm going to fuck up his name. I believe it's Wong Kar Wai. Um and I think it came out in what movie did what year does it come out? It came out in 2004. So it's like a, there's a movie called In the Mood for Love. Um, and this is kind of like the almost like spiritual sequel because a lot of times in Wong Kar Rai's movies, um, he has like shared actors like in his movies. And sometimes they're playing either the same character or they're playing very similar characters. So this movie is like a continuation of that first movie of in the mood for love and it's all like there's a lot of sci-fi elements um there's a lot of like this guy kind of like trying to get over like this one great love and he kind of turns into like a complete asshole which is kind of upsetting because he's so nice in the first movie um and uh zang z is in it which i love her um and she's like one of the best parts of the movie but it's like really like stylish and there's like it's kind of confusing i won't lie there's like a lot of like non-linear aspects to it it's very like non-linear so if you're like watching it you're like oh shit i don't know where i am that was like me like the first time i watched it but i i like i don't know why i like the movie so much because it can be hard to follow but like i think i don't know maybe it's just like the stylization of it i don't know but I rewatched that one uh, like a couple weeks ago, actually, um, and I really liked it still, which I was happy about. And then I rewatched The Descent <laughs> in October. 
I still like that movie a lot. <laughs> that was like, bruh, I always laugh and make fun of uh, the uh, the Trump children. And I say that they're the characters from the <laughs> because, hey, man, I'm not rich. <laughs> I'm not in charge. So <laughs> I can't. I can do that. But yeah, I love that movie. I still think it's a good movie. I still think it's fucked up as shit, like the the plot in that movie. Because if you ever try to apologize to me by bringing me into a cave that nobody knows about, I will, no. Like, we better, you better hope you survive because I'm going to take your ass out if we don't. Like, holy shit. I, I watched that after I watched Hostel, which I was very disappointed about. And I was like, oh, thank God. This is good because <laughs> I was really pissed off about Hostel, like for real. Did I convince um, you? So yeah, that? and then the Yes, you're the one who told me to watch Hostel. <laughs> oh shot oh my God. See, this is why this is why I'm like, don't test Brittany. <laughs> Not the Joshin. But I just know her. <laughs> I'm just like, no. <laughs> but I was very disappointed in Hostel. And I was like, let me go back to what I know. This is not the time for, like, new movies. This is the time for straight up, like, tried and true. And I really like The Descent. Because it's all the things I hate. It's being in dark, confined spaces. <laughs> that I do not know with people I do not trust. <laughs> so, like. And that's not something that happens to me often, but, like, the confined spaces thing is becoming uh, a thing as I get older. So that really did, um, like, once they crawled in between that rock, I was like, nah, man, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Don't do it. And they kept growing, and the rock collapsed, and I was like, no. Every time. Every single time. But that's, like, a good movie. And then I do not, I'm trying to guess. I actually don't remember when I watched this movie, and I think it was this year. We haven't talked about this movie on the podcast, but I know you've mentioned it. But I just would like to sh- to mention Good Time as like the wild, some of the wildest <laughs> shit I've seen. <laughs> did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it, girl. I did watch it. I watched it in February and in April, girl. I would just like to give like a little shout out personally to Robert Pattinson because I I feel like I feel bad for actors when they get pigeonholed like I really do because it's like you don't go into most actors I feel like don't go into like to acting to do the same job over and over again and some of them succeed in that and they're fine with it because they get paid lots of money because people love to see the same thing over and over again despite them saying they don't but like I think he did a really good job being a complete total asshole in this movie. <laughs> and it's so anxiety inducing. Like, holy shit, man. Like from the be- like from the first like two minutes. It just is nonstop. And I just I feel like we should talk about this movie like in depth one day because like the second time was when I noticed more about it than I didn't notice the first time. Oh Lord. Because like <laughs> I was like, wait, so you spent this entire movie fucking over everybody, but like most of, most of the people in the movie that were getting fucked over were black? And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, 
but the good thing about this movie is that it doesn't portray him as like a good person so like it's not like oh yeah it's just the root for this guy it's like how much more shit is he gonna get into and you're just sitting there like is he really about to do this is this really about to happen like holy shit like it's so much that happens in the movie but like I just kind of want to mainly call it out because I'm like, I'm I'm happy for young Roberto for, you know, finding a role that actually is like, you can tell you, I was like, oh, Robert Pattinson can actually like act. I'm proud of him because he's been picking a lot of weird movies, but like, I just haven't seen him, <laughs> which is, I mean, you know, yeah. what you would do after Twilight, like what else are you supposed to do? Another big budget blockbuster? He's probably like, please, God, never again. but. Uh yeah, I I I like that movie. I think it was shot in a way that kind of was like fine. I something about neon, dude. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so local. That's such a local thing of me to say, but like something about neon. I'll watch it. <laughs> I I actually liked it too when I watched it. I watched it earlier this year. It was wild. It got black face in it, so <laughs> just be prepared for that. Yeah, there was like a a thing and um yeah, there's the black face mask. I guess we're gonna mention because there's like a thing in God's own country too that's like such a like an off like a random comment where um someone's in the hospital and this the the I guess the aunt, she's like a lot like an older lady or whatever, she's like, Yeah, they're taking care of because like somebody I don't forget what happens in the movie, but like somebody is in the hospital and it's like yeah the the colored nurse helped us out and i was like wait what <laughs> i was like i guess if you're talking about like rural rural england like sure <laughs> i guess that that is probably very um accurate but i was like damn okay wait <laughs> Shit. but yeah there's definitely uh blackface robber masks in in good time so a lot of people get fucked over in this movie. It's not like a happy movie <laughs> in the slightest. But yeah, it's that was kind of a movie that gave me a lot of anxiety too. And I was like, God damn, is he going to get in more? Like, how much more trouble can you get in <laughs> in a single night? It made me like exhausted. I was <laughs> physically exhausted after watching that movie. <laughs> it's like oh, shit. But yeah, so I guess uh, what's our next? Uh, what's our next category? Okay, we have favorite movie watched for an episode of Black Girl Film Club. Um, oh. For me, we actually watched a couple of my favorite movies already. Like, and I mentioned that in the episode. So, like, we watched mm-hmm. Scream and Carrie. Like, those are some of my like absolute favorite movies. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say that the movie, my favorite movie that we watched for an episode outside of, like, just playing on my favorite movies um was the players club like mm. i players club is very problematic looking at it as an adult and as mm-hmm. an adult in 2018 but <laughs> i loved it like it it's messy we got lisa ray and lisa ray's acting talents we got <laughs> like a horrible but amazing character. Ronnie is horrible, but she's amazing as a character. Like I, I can't. We explained it on the episode, but watching the Players Club 
it was it was fun. Like I laughed. It it was a good time. So I think out of all the movies that we watched so far that weren't like already established favorites of mine, I would have to say Players Club for me. <laughs> what about you? I would say Foxy Brown. <gasps> I think that movie. I was... forgot about Foxy. <gasps> oh God! Did you really? Yeah, we've watched we've watched a lot of movies this year. <laughs> Oh, I felt are you gonna like amend your decision now? You're gonna switch it? Um, I might. <laughs> I forgot about the outfits and the wigs <laughs> in Foxy Brown, but players yes. both had outfits and wigs outfits. too. These both had outfits and wigs, and <laughs> beautiful women. I feel like a Pam Greer is just like I have not watched another Pam Greer movie and I need to do better but like I said I was going to do I just got you know caught up in shit but like I just loved Foxy Brown like from start to finish like there's no part of that movie that I did not like and if I did say I didn't like it I was lying like I loved like every part of that movie like it was such a good movie and I feel like when we were talking about it I was just like everything is good in this movie and like we've watched a lot of the movies that i I like like you said carrie and scream those are kind of like my uh especially scream like scream is one of my favorite movies but something about foxy brown i don't know it just like it opened like a whole new world for me in terms of like a genre film i hadn't like watched before and so like i just really like that movie it's a good and also i just cannot get over that jumpsuit the red one red jumpsuit was so beautiful Oh, yes. Nice. And the wig. Beautiful. The wig with it. Wig. Like the wig combo. It was like the perfect combination of like wavy and then like the cutout and ah. Just wonderful. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to admit mine and say the Players Club and Foxy Bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, okay. Wait, can I mention that I guess I know that we talked about the movie that we watched for the for an episode, but like I will just say that like I don't know if you will know if you do know, but like I'm gonna mention it again. Like I do the editing for the podcast, so like I have to like listen to the episodes like more than once. And um I have listened to the Carrie episode like <laughs> a bunch, actually. <laughs> I think that was like one of our first like really long episodes and then like I feel like we learned so much about each other because I die every time we talk about like prom <laughs> and how you had pretty Ricky praying at your prom and I had party like a rock star at my prom. I think about that often I crack actually. up every time oh god that was such a good episode like i die every fucking time and like scream was a good episode too just because he had like dabbling and like we, the energy was like <laughs> dabbling is hysterical so like <laughs> i think we were just all on one like the entire night but i don't know the, the carry episode like i always go back to that just because <laughs> when you said you graduated the agent. You had you graduated in the Asian town in two thousand five. I was like, oh okay, <laughs> we are here. <laughs> like that was when people it was, was socially a- acceptable to wear kitten heels. That different. 
Like, oh my god. <laughs> my prom <laughs> shoes were basically kitten heels. They were terrible. Oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> okay. They were okay. bad. They were bad. So our next category is going to be our favorite black film. And I figured since this is Black Girl Film Club, we had like we have to include like some kind of black film that we watched this year. Um mm-hmm. I y'all, I had a little hard time picking one. Cause I didn't watch as like I I watch a lot of movies and sometimes I forget that I watch them and I also mm-hmm. forget to log them on Letterbox. Mm-hmm. Which I find Letterbox very helpful now. Um, mm, yeah. So I missed a lot of stuff because I realized, like, when I was going back to look at um, my Letterbox profile for like the movies I watched this year, I was like, "Wait, I I didn't watch any movies from February to like June." I was like, "That's not right." Um, but I guess if I I don't even know if this technically counts as a black film, um, and I'm not even sure if it's my favorite favorite, but uh, a film, mm-hmm. a black film that I respect is Black Panther, if that counts. And I don't know if it does. I was going to ask you, what do you consider as a black film? Because I have a movie on here, like I made a little list or whatever, and I was like, this doesn't have a black director, so I don't know if it counts. Like, what, um, what constitutes like a black film? Was it just, I guess, like, the people, or... Yeah, that's a good point, because, like, I love Steve McQueen, but he don't really make black movies. Um, I I guess I would say, like, a black film, to me, like, traditionally, that would be, like, something like Soul Food, or The Players Club, mm-hmm. or those kind of movies. But I guess if it has a majority black cast... Um, and I guess contributes to the culture. I guess I would consider it to be a black film. Yeah, I wonder, like, out of a movie, like, if you could only picture this with black people, maybe. Hmm. Because, like, I can't really picture. I'm sure there's like a version of like white strippers doing stuff in like some movie, some far off place. But like, I can't picture the Players Club being like if you switched it out with like a white girl. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure that that exists somewhere, but like, I I can only see the Players Club as like a black movie. Like, yeah. I can't. It's not like easily interchangeable. I also don't know like what what is like you know a black movie when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you could like you could always like call something a black movie. That's what I was having trouble with with my list. That makes sense. But go into your Black Panther thing, because I know we've mentioned Black Panther, but like we've also been kind of like not all like super like fawning over it this year. Although it just got like a Golden Globe for something or nomination. And this is where I was torn because honestly, people like we talked about it a little bit on um when we talked about Sweet Sweetback. Um but people did the mm-hmm. absolute most of Black Panther. Wow, I put that movie out of my memory, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatic it, shit. Oh, my God. It didn't warrant what 
it like it didn't my major concern like my major like gripes with black panther was that t'challa was more developed in however much time he spent in civil war than he was in his Mm. own two-hour movie like he had more character development as a like a side character than in his own feature-length film um why does that keep happening because that happened in luke cage where i like luke cage more and jessica jones i actually like luke cage (laughs) Because I never Cage, finished. So I was like, Luke Cage be trying to give you black history. Uh, black history tidbits every 15 minutes. Like, Luke Cage, leave me alone. <laughs> that dab will go down in history, though. Like, that dab killed that man's career, paired with all this <gasps> shitty views. Luke Cage, the actor, Michael, Michael, whatever. He trash, y'all. He Michael like, Coulter? He Is he? Yeah. I don't know anything about him other than he's married to a white lady. He raggedy. Um, but Black Panther, I felt like it gave a lot to the culture. It, mm-hmm. like, my, most of my nephews dressed up like Black Panther for Halloween. Like, Aww. it gave them, like, someone to look up to. Like, everybody was pumped about Black Panther. I saw Michael Bay Jordan. Mm-hmm. I was pumped about them. He had, he had his thing out too. Like, he was real mean. <laughs> <laughs> that is what. Oh saved. my god! In the regions why I watch film, um, but I feel like yeah, my favorite. I know it's like weird to say my favorite movie, even though I don't really like it that much, is a film. But that's how I feel about Black Panther. Like I, I respect it. I love what it has contributed. Um, contributed to the culture. I love looking at Michael B. Jordan and his like regular plus size. Oh gosh. Um, so yeah, I think that would be my pick. <laughs> Did you say regular plus size teeth? Yeah, like it, we talked about it. We know like his teeth look like they <laughs> either have plus size teeth or plus size gums, but they're both proportional. <laughs> so there has regular size gums and regular size teeth. Or they both plus size. And his head is shaped like two. Right? I can't yeah. believe you. I love him. <laughs> Are you going to go see, um, um, what is it, Creed 2? Is that what it's called? Uh, yes. I haven't seen it yet, <laughs> but you know I'm going to see it. Yeah. He going, ooh, Dragon's going to punch him straight to hell like his daddy. And I can't wait to see it. Oh, God. <laughs> When he stood up next to that dude, what's his um? Is it is it drunk? I'm so bad with the Rocky thing. I don't even know. Let me not even pretend like I know. When he stood next to yeah, when he stood next to the white guy, um, I was like, oh, there's a size difference here of men's proportion. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was like, oh, you might actually get stomped into the ground. But you know what? We don't, you know. He might, I mean, it's his movie, so I'm assuming he doesn't, you know, lose an eye or something. <laughs> <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is six feet tall, so how tall was that dude? He is tall, like, tall and beautiful. And Oh gosh! You know we have to always know. We have to look it up because if we don't look it up, then 
Also, if you have, if you're listening to this after you listen to the Die Hard episode, um, Bruce Willis is six feet tall, um, and Alan Rickman is six foot one, and I looked it up because Ashley is always mentioning how tall people are. So I was watching Die Hard, and I was like, I wonder how tall he is. Um, so the dude from Creed two six foot four. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. You know what's so funny about looking up heights too? I um was in the car. We were going to lunch, me like my coworkers or whatever, and I was looking at this is so random. This is how bad it has gotten. Let me just tell you this, because they were talking about that uh that Vice movie, the Dick Cheney movie, and I was like, you know what? Let me Google how tall Dick Cheney is, because he's you know, always in some shit and he's <laughs> Apparently, no. um, really, he, he's like, not that I find him attractive, because if he was six foot tall, I'd be like, you know what, this makes sense. But no, he's five foot eight. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he's so short. He's like, how tall is he? And I was like, he's five foot eight. And my boss was like, oh, he's taller than me. And I was like, ah! <laughs> in the back and in the back of the in the back seat and i was like i'm sorry i'm sorry oh my god oh my god so this is where you know looking at people's heights might get me in trouble (laughs) which i'm sure this is the other thing i'm really sure so like there's no real reason for me to be looking at people's heights because somebody was like why don't y'all just like the the short uh the tall queens have the tall kings out here and i was like you know what that sounds really nice but i mean i'm not gonna let that happen (laughs) it just I really have no business looking at people's heights, honestly. It's just for curiosity's sake. And also, you know, it just helps. You know, sometimes you just kind of like, okay, I see. I see. There's a correlation here. I see now. But um, so for my favorite Black film, this is that I was having issues with because I liked a movie. Oh, I watched. (laughs) I liked the movie. (laughs) I watched a movie, um, I actually watched Black Orpheus uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I really liked that movie, but it's directed by, like, a white guy, it's a French white guy, and there's, like, a lot of, I, there's a lot of issues that you can tell because it's directed by a white guy, because um, the movie is set in Brazil during carnival season, um, and it's basically uh, the Orpheus and Eurydice myth? You, you're good with myths, right? You know that one. Do you know that one? Uh, where he's no, he's not allowed to look. You don't know that one? Okay, like it's like where he's not allowed to look at his because like his wife is sent to Hades or something. And he has to go get her, and then he's not supposed to look at her, but he's supposed to keep walking oh, like in front of her back. back. Yeah, back to the surface, and he makes a mistake and look at her, and he she like dies for real. So like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's okay, basically so what happened. Not, I mean that is. Yeah, so there's like a there's like a light. I think it's like this is based off that myth, and I think they have like an actual like Orph- Orpheus, like just straight up like with white people, and then they have black Orpheus. Um, I like this movie mainly because Marpessa Dawn was like so beautiful. Like I have never seen someone so pretty in my life. Like oh my god, and she was like married to the director for a little bit. Um, 
so i think she like lived in france like spoke french and stuff and i was like oh my god she's just like pretty like she's oh god like like the you know how sometimes you watch a movie and like oh this ain't lit right for black people this movie was like she looked like an angel in this movie and her co-star looked beautiful beautiful too and i was like oh my god everybody in here is beautiful but then you also have like the issue of like they're so like consumed with carnival it's kind of one of those things it's like oh look at these happy like uh tropical people <laughs> like the people in the tropics and they're like you know they're dancing and they don't have a care in the world and i'm like there's actually like a lot of like like you know racial issues in brazil like they have like genuine problems going on besides carnival like carnival's a good time and all but like they do other stuff other than just like sing and dance all day and that was like the main criticism i saw against this movie but i like i don't know they, there's certain like shots and scenes from this movie that like still stick with me so i like it and it's like a, I would say like 99% black cast there's like one like Portuguese dude or whatever but like the whole movie is like full of black people but then I don't know like I don't want to I don't know if it like counts you know what I mean I mean Foxy Brown was directed by a white man so it was directed by a white man and I feel like it wasn't as like well, I mean, I don't know if you can say it wasn't stereotypical, but like, I don't know, something about this movie, like I ended up buying the uh, the Blu-ray of it um, during the sale, but I don't know, there's something like, about it that like stuck with me and like a while, like some parts of it are kind of like, you know, not fully explained, but it is like based on myth. And I wish like, because you don't even like really learn that much about the characters either, which kind of sucks. It's like, you learn like, um, like Eurydice is is uh running away from like a weird stranger who she feels like is going to kill her but you don't know anything else about her like where she's from like she's just from like the countryside somewhere you don't know like in turn her and or he has like fall in love but like they know it's like a Romeo and Juliet situation like they've known each other for like a cute 12 hours <laughs> maybe and they fall like <laughs> deeply in love with each other and i'm like oh that's not that it takes me out sometimes i'm like oh i don't know about that <laughs> that i can't suspend my my beliefs for that much <laughs> in terms of love and stuff like that but then also i watched this movie um another i would say this is like i would say maybe this this is definitely i guess i would and you know i don't know actually let me take that back i watched the this movie called the watermelon woman um mm -hmm. which i don't know have you heard of that movie i have heard of it it's a documentary right it's like kind of a documentary it's like i guess you can almost not a mockumentary but like it's about this um it's directed by this lady named cheryl dunn who um i think she's still active on twitter actually i found her the other day and she's like um she plays cheryl who um is a young black lesbian she works in a video store and she's trying to make like a film about this like fictional uh black actress who was like uh active like in the 30s she's kind of like a like a in a lot of like stereotypical like mammy roles and so she was trying to um 
like find out more about her because there's like so much she didn't know but she would see her pop up in these movies and she like made like a whole like fictional backstory for this lady um because he's not like a real like woman but um i don't know i like that movie i wish there was more like a like in that same vein like there's definitely not like a whole like it wasn't really necessarily i don't think about her being gay in the way that like a lot of like like i said earlier like a lot of like lgbtq movies are um like much like pariah and stuff like that i think it was more just like i'm just trying to figure out like the history of like this section of people because like hollywood has you know a lot of like gay and lesbian there's like like, a gay and lesbian history to hollywood but it's not really like very well known or it's like you know they may or may not have been so she's just trying to like figure out like her place in addition to like also figuring out like i'm black and i want to make movies and like our history is kind of not you know either well told or well celebrated or it's buried um and i i think that was like a good like topic um for this movie and i really i wish like because you could tell this movie was made like a like on a shoestring budget like it was like no money and it's very 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 90s (laughs) it was like made in like 96 um and i wish they would i was almost like oh my god what if you had like a version of that but like now that would be really nice i feel like especially if there's like a budget around it um i think it'd be good but i just want to kind of call that movie out too i don't know if it was like my favorite but i it was like something like completely different from most of the movies i've been watching this year like it was completely whole different you know style director everything so i really like that movie though i am writing that down to add to my list right now there was a part in that movie though because she talks did she talks to this lady um i think she talks to like this white lady she's trying to find out more about um like the whole like mammy stereotype in in film and the lady's like, oh, I don't see the mammy. This is a white lady. I was like, I don't see the mammy being a stereotype. She just reminds me of, like, my Italian grandmother's. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. And I think she I think she put that scene in there just to, like, have. It, I feel like that happens a lot with, like, an academia. Like, I don't see this as being stereotypical. I see it as being celebratory. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I even tweeted that about, I was like, oh my god, this lady. Oh no. There's like a couple scenes like that where she's kind of like talking to like a white person about like something in film. And they're like, yeah, I don't see that as being a problem. I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course not. All right. What's our next one? Okay. So the next one we have um, is our least favorite film watched this year. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it cute and leave it to one because I think the one that another one that I had in mind we're probably gonna talk about later, like at a later date. <laughs> but for me, the worst movie or my least favorite film that I've watched this year was Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Um, <laughs> I love the Jurassic Park movies, despite like it doesn't really matter how bad they are. Um, for me, I'm just here to watch dinosaurs eat people. Of course. Um, and Jeff Goldblum. So, if you give me a Jurassic Park movie 
with dinosaurs that eat people and Jeff Goldblum. That's all I need. Like, I'm going to go see it. So I went to see Fallen Kingdom. Even like expecting Jeff Goldblum to be in it for five minutes. He was in there for five minutes. What I wasn't expecting was clones. Um, there are clones in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, there are also dinosaurs let free in California. Um, they continue to let BD Wong have access to dinosaur DNA. That's um, the shit I don't get. He create can create illegal dinosaurs, and like, he has not paid for his actions yet. And he's been making illegal dinosaurs. Like he's been messing up royally since 1993. He, that's the thing. Wasn't he in like the? Is he in the second one? Which movie? Okay, he, was he wasn't the first one. Okay, bruh. Why is he allowed? This is like 20-something years, almost 30 years of straight bullshit <laughs> for them. <laughs> and he's still he's still at it. Because I think he got Girl. free at the end of this movie. Um What? It, yeah. It's it's a really bad movie. Um He um he is in this movie. Oh my god, no. I think the charm of Blue Lives Matter, Chris, has worn off. I didn't really care oh, for it. Owen, I didn't care for like anybody, but Blue the dinosaur. She a dinosaur. Um, it was just bad, like overall bad. And I went to see it. I was so excited. I had a really bad migraine, but I was like, if I see this movie, I'll have like some time to take my like thoughts away from my migraine, bruh. So I ended up watching a terrible movie with a bad migraine, and I was big mad. So that is the worst movie I've seen this year. <laughs> Man, like, yeah, I'd be pissed too, because fuck that. Like, <laughs> I'm just so confused on why they keep letting him make dinosaurs. Or they're not letting him make dinosaurs, he just has access to it. Yeah, like, in Jurassic World, the newer movie that came out, like, 2015, he was still mm. fucking with them dinosaurs, he was still making them. And this one, he, like, after that obviously got shut down, he was making illegal dinosaurs. Mm. And it was just a lot. I and, remember seeing, I saw Jurassic World. Wait, yeah, I did see Jurassic World. Yeah. I just was like, oh, you back again? <laughs> they ain't put you away yet? I don't know how to keep letting you do this shit. And you told me about this, and I was like, bruh, like, how are you still making that? What is your end game here other than to make lots of money? Because dinosaurs ain't nothing to fuck with. Like, I don't... There's no way. There's no, like... Like, of course, they had, like, the domesticated one, like, blue or whatever. But I was like, girl... No. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you could doesn't mean you should, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. I'm sorry that you saw a terrible movie with a migraine, though. That blows. It happens very often, but this time was the worst. Because <laughs> you paid money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, so I'm going to talk about my least favorite movie. I don't even want to call this a favorite. Girl, this movie is so... 
Oh, Jesus. So this movie is called Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Uh, oh, man. You watched Did you that? watch this? No. I did watch it, and I don't know why. Why did I watch this movie? Don't see. I don't know. You know, I can't even remember. Honestly, I watched this movie. I think it was... I might have been doing something because I'll put on a movie. This is how I watch Twilight. I will put on a movie that I don't really want to pay attention to and will do stuff while it's happening. And that's a mistake because usually they're bad movies. <laughs> they're really bad movies. So this movie, I don't even, we haven't even been talking about like directors or whatever. Um, I don't know who Ian Samuels is, but you need to not do that again. Um, so this movie stars um, Barb from Stranger Things, who I don't know what it is because she's on Riverdale too, and she is also really weird on Riverdale, like really weird on Riverdale. I don't know what's going on, but like her character, I can't, I don't like her character anymore on Riverdale because I watched this movie. That's how bad this movie was. And then it's got um. Yeah, it was bad. And it's got um to all the boys I love before that dude that everybody's on. Um so and like a bunch of other people, I don't know. So this movie is basically about um a girl named Sierra who mistakenly um like, you know, this guy ends up getting her number, they start texting. It's essentially like a catfish kind of story or whatever. But then it gets, like, so crazy because she becomes friends with, like, this popular girl who, like, has a mother who's, like, an ex-beauty queen or whatever who's, like, overweight. And then the, she, like, yells at her all the time and shit like that. And, and so she, the skinny girl's, like, got a weird home life. And that was all, like, awkward. And then there's, like, a weird transphobic joke at the very beginning i can't even remember what the joke was i think somebody calls her a dude or says she's a dick i don't remember it was like so weird and i was like what is this movie and it gave me okay we've been talking about anxiety in movies this gave me the worst secondhand embarrassment i have ever had to the point where i paused it and like had to get up and like move around and i was like okay we're gonna go jump back in but like She's like a bad person. Like this, the, Netflix keeps making these movies apparently where it's like the girl who like can't believe the guy really likes her or whatever. But now I was sitting there, I was like, why does he like her in this movie? Because in into all the boys I love before, like that dude was like a complete asshole, and I was like, why is everybody, why is everybody just so hype about this character? I don't know why. In this movie, he's like a saint. I feel so bad for him because he's getting catfish. He doesn't realize it. It's <laughs> like. No, no, no. So he's like calling her and talking to her, but he thinks he's talking to like the skinny girl. That's the thing. And, but he's really talking to Sierra. And so Sierra does a bunch of shit um, where she basically like puts this girl's business out there and like she kisses this guy, like the, the two all the boys I've ever loved before guy. Um, and he doesn't even realize it's her. So I'm like, does he want, does he actually want to kiss you? Is that like, consensual like is that supposed to happen i don't know why and then like it just like you're supposed to feel bad for her at the end of the movie because like she's lost all her friends she's lost the boy that like you know would have probably liked her if he knew that she was who she was and like you're supposed to feel bad and then i'm like bitch you have done so much <laughs> in this like two hours <laughs> like no one should be your friend after this no one should even give a shit about you and i was like why 
Netflix, what were <laughs> you thinking? <laughs> but also, I don't think Netflix actually gives a shit because there's like been plenty of movies where people like or TV shows are like boycott this, and they're like, "Well, we're putting it up there, and we're putting it on the front page too." The fat one, like about the fat girl who got skinny, and yeah. some other. I don't know. You know the way she like got her. Yeah, she got like her jaw wired shut, and then she lost a bunch of weight, and then she's like attractive, I guess. So she could like take revenge on everybody who was mean to her or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> What the whole thing was. I was like, I mean, I guess that, I mean, I'm always like, you know, stand in your shit if you're going to be an asshole or whatever, and they're standing in their shit. <laughs> like, like, you know, stop making these. These are not good. I don't know. There's a lot of like, I can't believe this boy really likes me. And I was like, but girl, he don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. And now, like, I know people are like, I'm so tired of hearing about Barb. But I was like, now I'm really tired of hearing about Barb because I was like, yo, this music, this movie is not, like, I would not watch this movie and be like, oh, yeah, I like, you know, the main character. I was like, oh, everybody needs to, like, stop being her friend, like, immediately. Like, y'all gotta leave her alone. <laughs> like, like, for real, for real. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that, yeah, I just, oh, no. No, no. It's bad. Like, mm. so don't, don't do it. <laughs> I will continue not to win it. Like, I will continue yeah. not to. I threw myself on the uh, sacrificial flames for y'all, which not really, but like, I was really curious. <laughs> And that's what happens when you're curious. Just don't be curious about anything. Don't like things. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, I've done that. You know, I've done that with <laughs> several things. Sometimes I learn. Always most of the time I don't. Because what's the movie I told you not to watch? What's the movie I told you not to watch and you watched it? What? Dog tooth. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I told Brittany, do not watch this movie. You know, Brittany did. Really, actually, you laughed at me because I was watch. I was tweeting about it last year, and I was like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> and I was like, "Haha, I know what it's about, but I haven't seen it." And then I was like, "You know what? I want to watch Dog Two. And you guys, you know what? Mm. That was a mistake. I want to <laughs> do it too, honestly. Because I was like, "Girl, don't." In my head, I was like, "Don't do it," but she gonna do it. So I was like, "Let just let her do it. Just let her have her have her time because." Oh, it was so. It was. Yorgos was on something. He was on something on that day. <laughs> he needed. He needed to be on the list, bro. Whatever kind of list that for making movies like Dog Two, he need to be on it. That that movie was wild as shit, man. <laughs> There's no describing it. It was wild. <laughs> okay. So now. We're in our last little category for this special episode. And this mm-hmm. is our favorite film of 2018. Ah, so, we've been waiting. I've been waiting to talk about this movie for a long time. I talk about it all the time if you follow me on Twitter. And my favorite movie of 2018 is Hereditary. 
directed by Yay. Ari Aster. And oh goodness, you want to talk about something that needs to be on a list? Yeah, like I watched this movie so many times this year. I'm probably on the list right now. Um, no, we're talking about. I'm talking about Ms. Ari. Ari is on a. Ari's on the list. Like he's straight up on the list. <laughs> he on the list. <laughs> He's on the list. Um, I I feel like everybody probably has an idea of what Hereditary is about. Um, mm-hmm. I actually saw this in theaters. Like, I was so excited because I read about like people being like so unsettled when watching it that I was like, "Bruh, I have to see this movie." And so I convinced like some of my white friends to come with me. Um, and they didn't know what they were in for. And I was like, hell yeah. So we were watching the movie. <laughs> and during like certain key scenes, like very important scenes, like a very important scene in the, the beginning of the movie that kind of like sets the whole thing off. I was like cracking mm-hmm. up laughing. Oh Be- my God, no. Like ugly laughing. Are you serious? Yes, I was. So, okay. I'm Are you get- serious? Yes. Okay, so Hereditary spoilers. So Hereditary is a movie about a family who experiences a loss with um, Annie, who's played by Toni Collette. Her mother passes away in the beginning of the movie. The movie actually, like, starts at her funeral. Um, And from there, the the family just, woo, is a sharp decline. And what happens to them? (laughs) It's sharp, like woo! It go up on the elevator, and then basically people fly out like that episode of nine one one. Um, but <laughs> um, Annie, like in mourning her mother, she experiences another loss. Um, she loses her daughter Charlie, who Charlie Charlie is a little odd. Um, she mm-hmm. she's she's odd, and um, uh, Annie ends up basically forcing her son peter who's a teenage like an older teenager to take charlie to a party and instead of like keeping an eye on his sister who shouldn't have been at that party honestly if we're talking about it she shouldn't have been there um mm-hmm. those are older teens and she's a younger teen and it's awkward and i don't mm-hmm. know why annie insisted that they go together um but um, Charlie has a severe nut allergy and she ends up eating a chocolate cake that has nuts, which I feel like she would have tasted them after like I just like I'd be like, man, I don't I don't know about eating anybody else's food. But yeah. you know Especially at a party. Yeah, sometimes you just bite into shit and you're like, Oh shit, I didn't mean it and <laughs> I think she was trying to you know how I mean, like you know how like I feel like if you are like distressed and you're just like, I'm just going to eat something. Yeah. Bless I, her I feel like heart. that was her. That makes it. But yeah. at the same time, Ashley, the way they was cutting up them pecans or walnuts or whatever was in that cake, you could see all the nuts in the cake. So <laughs> I feel like taking your fork and sticking it into that chocolate cake, first of all, you're going to feel it. And you yeah. want to see it, like? Well, I have a question. I have a question. Then, then, is this 
well, maybe I should wait until the end. You explain wait. it and I'll ask. Okay. Um, cause like, I feel like what you're going to ask, I might have an answer to, cause I haven't watched this movie so many times. Um, he's watched this movie like 15 times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I own it on like Amazon video and on Blu-ray. That's how much I love oh, it. Goodness. Yes. Oh, so I'm about that way. at any time. <laughs> um, but she eats the chocolate cake, has an allergic, re- like a severe allergic reaction. And she goes to get Peter. Peter tries to rush her out of the party. And on the way to, I guess, the hospital, they get into an accident where Charlie ends up being decapitated. Um, mm-hmm. And that, like, that particular moment, like, my jaw dropped. And I was like, oh, my God, did this really happen? But then, but then, Peter kept driving. He just, he just kept driving. He drove mm-hmm. home. He got out of the car. He went upstairs, got ready for bed, and just went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually like um read or not read. I watched um interview with the actress that plays Charlie and then the actor who plays Peter, and they like mentioned this in the in the interview. They were like, "What was up with that?" And um, I think Peter or the guy who plays Peter was like, I think he was just like in shock. Like, what do you do in that moment where uh, I mean, you've you've killed your sister? Like, there's no going. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, some people react to things in really strange ways. Like, you think you would react in one way? You would think like, oh, I'll, I'll call the police or oh, I'll call my mom or oh. And some people just like you just. I think he completely like shut down in well, a way that was like Ashley. But then also, this also is with the I feel like there's another question that I didn't even know it was fucked up because me and Davlin went to see this movie. We were like, "Girl, what?" I was howling, <laughs> like I was laughing so hard because like it wasn't the fact. I can't that believe you were laughing. I was laughing. My whole theater was like, was like <laughs> he drove all the way home. He got but he went to and went to bed. And I was like, but it wasn't like he. I was like, you ain't. It wasn't like he was. Um, it wasn't like he went to. He was like, well, let me turn the music back up and let me go back to the party. (laughs) I think he was just kind of like. He went. I don't know what to do. But he didn't Uh, call for nobody. And I think what made it worse is he was high. And I was like, oh god, (laughs) like he was high. Yeah, he was a little high. Cackling like, although that would snap you out of it real quick. I was just sitting like I was honestly in disbelief because I was sitting there like he's not gonna do anything like nope he didn't nothing like he not he not calling nobody not calling his mama he just gonna go to bed he gonna go to bed mm-hmm. his sister body's still in the car and then <laughs> and he left it for his mom to find that was fucked up he was like hey guys I'm gonna run to the store and get some balsa wood and I'm still working on my tiny little dad houses. I'll see you. Oh my god. That was really fucked up. Like I was like, oh no. Oh no. And then from there, I didn't know what I was I, I didn't know what I was in for. I was just along for the ride. And it took me for one. Um, we come to find out that 
um, Annie's mother is actually like a cult leader. Like she is the leader of a demonic cult um, where she's Mm -hmm. referred to as Queen Lee. And they are trying to find a host for a king of hell called Payman. And you find out that Payman is actually Charlie, but it, the demon is offended because it prefers a male host. So the body that Payman was born in was incorrect. Um, so they are trying to move Peter's spirit out of Peter's body so Payman can inhabit his body. And they start doing a whole bunch of wild shit. They, I mean, they fuck his life up. Bruh. It's just a lot of stuff. And it ends with um, Gabriel Byrne being, who played Annie's husband. He's a doctor. He's worried about his family. He's worried about his kids. Um, Annie's doing a lot of odd stuff. Like, she's not sleeping. She's sleeping in the dollhouse. She's very hyper-focused and obsessed with Charlie. And that makes her susceptible to the cult. And a member named Joanne pretends, like, befriends Annie and teaches her how to do a quote-unquote seance to summon Charlie's spirit. And Mm -hmm. they trick her into basically really, really starting off, like, the possession part. Um, And the movie ends with... uh, they find the dead mama's corpse in the attic. Um, Annie is possessed by payment. She climbed on the walls. Oh, the the movie theater, when that scene, like after, like right before Annie reveals herself to be. Oh, yeah. It was. She's in the corner. Yes. Like everybody. Bitch, was everybody was like laughing. <laughs> like the whole laughing. Laughing, the entire your theater was different from my theater then because we were all like, "Girl, what?" I was laughing, and then the whole theater started laughing. <laughs> Something <laughs> is wrong with you. Man. It's my part. It's my fault. But when she dropped <laughs> down, oh boy, when she dropped down and did that doggy paddle out the door, like the whole theater went <laughs> quiet. It was so quiet. Um. You come like Gabriel Byrne, like burns up, like <laughs> he lights up. Um, he looks like a Christian critter at the end of the movie, and you see like the end <laughs> result of like the cult. They are successful in getting rid of Peter and moving in uh payment. And at first, for the longest time, this is what I actually really, really loved about Hereditary. And I've seen people talk mm-hmm. about how that it's not scary and that it is dumb and that it didn't make any sense. And those are things that I really liked about it. Um, mm-hmm. The movie did not like I laughed like after the movie was over, I laughed for the entirety of my ride home. Like you were such a crazy person, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I can't do her. Like, oh my God. Like I was like, me and my friend were driving home and I was like cracking up. I was like, that's so weird. And I was just laughing, like laughing. Um, but later on that night, like I kept thinking about Annie like sawing off her own head. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. I'm unsettled. 
And that's what I liked about it. Like I went into the movie thinking that I was going to get another poorly, like not necessarily poorly done, but I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I went to school and I got, um, I studied um, rehabilitation counseling. So that's working with like being an advocate or working with persons with um, disabilities. So I had a background of working with people with mental health issues and mental illness. And what I find in my favorite genre in horror is like a lot of really messed up, um, harmful stereotypes about persons with mental illness. And I Mm -hmm. thought that that's what Hereditary was going to give me. It was going to give me another harmful stereotype. And I wanted it so like watching it I was like okay so we're gonna find out that she has like schizophrenia or something and this is not how schizophrenia presents itself like we're doing more harm to persons with schizophrenia and Mm -hmm. that twist like exploded my expectations and it made Mm -hmm. it a really fun really genuine really shocking experience and that's what I absolutely love about the movie. It touches, like, it sets you up for, like, okay, Annie, like, yes, Annie is struggling with some mental health issues. Like, obviously, she's grieving. You find out over the course of the movie that she's had a really tough life. But mm-hmm. it it throws all that out of the window in the end. And I really enjoyed it. And... yeah. That's why it's my favorite movie of 2018. I I saw people talk about it was not scary. And I was kind of like, I don't know, like, what the benchmark for scary is anymore. Like, I think it's silly. It, I guess, for some people, like, for me, like, the amount of horror movies I watch, it's very hard to genuinely scare me. Um. It's also getting very hard to unsettle me. Like very few movies at this point make me feel uncomfortable. Um, so like finding one that does is like, ooh, this movie must be good. Um, but I think people are mistaken, like being like physically scared, like doing like a movie that has a lot of jump scares can be considered scary, but maybe not so much like an atmospheric movie is scary to certain people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. when I which I younger, feel like jump scares can be kind of cheap. Yeah. Like all of the Saw movies are like jump scares and like people getting limbs cut off. Just, it's just gross. Hot, but that's also not scary either. Um, yeah. But it was just like this heavy sense of dread and grief really while watching Mm -hmm. hereditary it just is really affecting and really new and novel honestly yeah i I can see that because i've only seen it once so i need to like revisit it because when i was watching it i was like oh this all came together in a weird part because like wait what did i miss (laughs) i felt like i missed something 
at first, but I was like, I, I knew something was like fucked up was going to happen. I just didn't know what. And like my whole thing with going to see movies now is like, I don't like to, well, not now. Actually, it's been this way for a while. I don't like to watch a lot of trailers anymore. I don't like to watch a lot of trailers. I don't like, I don't even like to watch like cast interviews. I won't watch like anything anymore because I want to be surprised. And somebody fucked I got so close <laughs> to cussing this person out because they just went and just dropped the fucking spoiler. Like this the whole like the the whole spoiler on Twitter and I was like dude Oh the they did? Yeah, like two, like the and they hadn't even seen it. And I was like they just did it to be an asshole and I was like what is your problem? <laughs> Cuz oh, they didn't I think it so was like, I was disappointed cuz I was like dude like I like listen to like I like your opinion on the movies and stuff, but like, why would you do that? That was kind of fucked up. But like, <laughs> I was like, also, I was just like, let me just mute everything about Hereditary, <laughs> which Twitter's a uh, little mute feature is still ain't doing really um, well. Um, <laughs> but that's a whole another thing. But um, yeah, I was really disappointed in that. But I don't like to get. To, I like to have the surprise. So like. I didn't have a lot of like backstory besides the spoiler um, to like figure out like what exactly was going to happen. So a lot of the parts of the movie, I was like, oh, good grief. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. Was gonna... I didn't know it was going to go down. So um, <laughs> I need to rewatch it, honestly. But like, I liked I... it because I was like, family shit is fucking is kind of scary sometimes. Because a lot about your family members you might not know for sure. I recommend that you watch it. I rewatched it like yesterday for all of the the secrets. So (laughs) 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 I watched it again and now I can notice, I've noticed like how, just how hard Payman was working. Payman was working so hard to make all this shit happen. I knew the thing at the beginning with the girl, like when Charlie went to go cut the, the the um cut the bird's head off and she's bringing it into the middle of that field i was like oh something's getting sacrificed what the fuck and then and that's what i was gonna ask you i was like was charlie already possessed like early like when her mother yes. when her grandmother died that's what i was thinking i was like she's she, possessed she because was payment her entire life basically oh her entire that's life okay so i thought she that happened when the grandma died like she no, was possessed like, by something because she kept looking around like I'm not supposed to be here. Like when she would like walk to that field and shit, she was like, "Oh, I'm not supposed." To. Like she was kind of like, "How to get here?" Almost. And I was like, "Something ain't right." And <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, maybe when you were talking about her eating the cake, I was like, was well, she supposed to eat that cake?'" Because I feel like a person with an allergy would be like, "Uh, I shouldn't be doing this," even though you're like a young kid, but like. I feel like a one, a couple, a couple good, um, almost trips to the hospital <laughs> might change your mind about eating things. She, um, like you kind of get that idea a little earlier in the movie when she's talking to her mom about her grandmother dying, and she says, "Grandma used to tell me, Grandma used to tell me that um, I should have been born a boy." Mm. Mm. So. You have that there, but it's like I like thanks to the internet and me like watching this movie so so many times, you could kind of like 
see little things that you might have missed on like your first watch. And it's a yeah. lot of little things. It it get a little wild a little bit. Like wilder than yeah. like the upfront things. But I yeah, really cuz I really really love that movie like for real. I think that's like one of the things like some movies deserve like some movies are really straightforward and then I think some movies are like more like it's there's more like hidden stuff um especially when we watched it when we were like me and Dalvin were like wait is the is the with the dolls and the, the grandma doll was like nursing one of the doll and and, and Annie the, the Annie doll was like what the fuck give me back my baby basically <laughs> I was like wait Yes. Something right, right there in that little scene right there either. <laughs> but you have to like be really, I guess, you know, if you if you know what to look for. But some people are good with that. Like Tumblr is really good with that shit too. I yeah. this is partially why I still be on there sometimes. Because I don't catch things that easily for whatever reason, even though, like, I sit and watch movies all the time, it takes a lot for me to, like, actually, like, sit and, like, be like, oh, wait, I didn't see that the first time. And so, and I usually will go on Tumblr and, like, we'll look at stuff and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I did not notice that at all. And they all, I don't know how the kids be be catching on. Repeat views, I guess, I don't know. But It takes me a minute. This one I kind of got, but the second view, and I was like, okay. I got about six view and I was like, all right, I, I see a little bit more. About 18th view and I was like, okay, we're on the same page, Ari. Mm-hmm. I see you. Oh god, 18th view. Did no, I haven't watched yeah, it? Yeah, I um right? I think. I've seen it like five times. That's good. That's good. Sure. Let's just tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> tell people that or <laughs> And he's already making another movie. Yes, about another cult. It's called Midsummer, and I'm ready. Well, you know me and cults. Exactly. All the way for it. So, well, that's good. Um, so I guess I should say mine. You're gonna laugh. Oh Lord. Okay, I'm ready. Considering your reaction earlier. Okay, well, my favorite movie was The Favorite, which I knew it would be. I loved it. Ashley, oh you God. on a list. Okay. You on a list. You on a list, man. <laughs> you and Ari can be on a list. Y'all on the list higher than me and, and me and Yorgos, okay? Like, <laughs> man, okay, so, like, we were talking about Yorgos and Dogtooth. Now, I will say this. I do not like Dogtooth. Like, I did not like Dogtooth at all. And I watched The Lobster before I watched Dogtooth, which is the good thing. Because if I had watched Dogtooth first, I'm like, nah, we ain't doing any, no more. Um, So I don't really know if I should, like, I don't, this favorite just came out, like, last week. So I don't really want to, like, spoil it too much. But basically, it's, um, I think it's set, yeah, it's set in the early 18th century. Um in England um, during Queen Anne's reign, who I knew, like, nothing about. Um, and so you have two women who are basically jockeying to be her court favorites. Her favorites in more than ways than one. Um, so you have, like, um, Rachel Weiss's character who is 
uh, Lady Sarah, who basically is running shit because Queen Anne is not really the most capable leader. She's very childlike. She's kind of been through some shit. She's lost. I would say she's given birth 17 times and she's lost every single child. Um, so she's not all the way there in terms of, yeah, she was going through it. She had like a, like 17 different rabbits, I think it's like 16 or 17 different rabbits. And there were one rabbit for each child she had lost. Cause she's like, sometimes like she'd either had stillborns or she'd had, uh, um, miscarriages or she'd had like a kid like that was born and then like had died and so um like like maybe like i don't know a couple months later so she's been going through it so you have lady sarah who is like really running things she's really pushing for this war against france and and you know queen anne's kind of like not really she's she's not really concerned about any of it she's mostly like concerned about like you know, how does my eyeshadow look for the Russian ambassador? And Sarah was like, well, you look like a badger. Go change. Um, and they've been, like, friends for, like, very, like, a long, long time, like, since they were children. Um, but also, something really important to notice, I guess this is a spoiler. I thought I wasn't going to spoil it, but too late. Um, they are also lovers. Like, while Sarah, Lady Sarah has sent her husband to war against the French, her and um, Queen Anne are definitely getting it on. And then this is all like upended when uh, Abigail arrives, who is Emma Stone's character. Um, And she used to be like of a higher status. And so she's coming to look for work because she um, was basically sold off by her dad. And Abigail realizes like some shit's going down between the queen and Lady Sarah. And she's like, well, I need to, um, number one, I need to keep my position in the court because I ain't trying to go hungry and I ain't trying to be out in, um, in the, the, you know, the living quarters, of all the other servants. I'm trying to have my own room. <laughs> and it just like, it craziness ensues because it basically jockeying for queen's infections. There's betrayal. There's uh duck racing. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff but the reason why i like this movie is because it's a historical drama but it's also it's not like your classic drama where it's like this is history this is this war this is what happened on this date it's very um it has like a contemporary feel to it and it's got like that same like dark humor like if you've seen Yorgos's movies it's got like a weird like sort of dark humor but it's i feel like it's his most like it's his most mainstream for sure but it still manages to keep the elements that make his movies his movies which i like um they're like it's so crazy because you're seeing like these high-powered people who were like in charge of like sending people to war or sending people you know driving people's taxes up at a moment's notice or whatever and they're fucking with like the most ridiculous wigs they're like duck racing in the palace (laughs) there's no like i was like you people are getting in charge and y'all are like complete like children it's so ridiculous um and then like olivia coleman's character is so good she plays queen anne do you know who Olivia Coleman is? She was in no. um she was in Hot Fuzz. She was the the lady cop in Hot Fuzz. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's her. 
So she she plays like this queen because at first you're like she's just really childish and she's not she's not made for this at all. But like you can't really you know you can't really tell because she's I mean she's obviously the queen. They're not gonna be like you're not really running things, but she she's very like overcome with grief and and you can tell she's kind of lonely in 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 a lot of ways and she she cannot really function without lady sarah but she kind of has to in certain times because she's the fucking queen but i just really liked it there was like so much about it like there was the costumes there was like um there was some of the humor with it like <laughs> nicholas holt plays basically like an adult tony stoneham if anybody watches skins you know exactly what i'm talking about oh, yeah. oh. i just really like yorgos's movies <laughs> he's such a dick in this movie but um uh he and he has like the biggest wig i've ever fucking seen the wigs let me just tell you i keep watching this historical movies and i'm like yo the wigs bring them together these are beautiful wigs okay beautiful costumes beautiful wigs gowns beautiful gowns everywhere <laughs> but like in a good way <laughs> and i really just like Jurgis's movies i know like you're like not really like a fan but i just like how he kind of plays against what you would expect should happen in a movie like his characters are usually awkward the uh, like the conversation between them is very like deadpan, and he kind of takes these concepts that are like really sort of like fantastical, and he puts them into like a context, like, especially in this movie because it's like historical. Like I love the lobster because it's very like it made me think more about like the world that made the the rules of the movie because. In The Lobster, they, you know, you have to find a mate. And if you don't find a mate by, like, a certain age, I think you are turned into an animal. That's the whole thing. And um, and so they go, like, Colin Farrell's character goes to, like, this kind of camp to, like, find a mate, basically. So he, you know, doesn't. And I think he decides if he, if he does get turned into an animal, he wants to turn into a lobster. <laughs> and... But when I watched that movie, I was like, I just like, I was just like thinking about it. I was like, who made these rules? Like, who decided like this is the thing? Like, what kind of world are these characters living in? Like, is this like dystopian? Is this like, I had so many questions about it. Like, it kept making, like, it made me think more about everything beyond just what the plot was. And I like when, I like when directors do that. Like, not in like a way that's kind of like, this is so convoluted that, there's no point to this and you're just like you're just doing a lot to be a lot i just really enjoy like i never know what the fuck is going to happen when i see one of his movies because i saw killing of sacred deer and that was a movie where i was right. like i feel like i could i could r jump out of my skin and nothing really big happens in that movie but it just i felt so nothing overcome with dread no it doesn't that not happens. really Stuff happens like oh definitely at the end. well yeah definitely at the end but like not for the most of it like it's not like super like action-packed and like you know what i mean like it's not like big dramatic things 
it's mostly weird and like the characters are the things that make it because even alicia silverstone's character and i was like oh something is not something is wrong there something is wrong there and then the um i don't remember the kid's name but like the kid where he was always eating the spaghetti (laughs) i was like oh no please stop eating i don't want to see you eat anymore i'm so grossed out I just really liked it. I remember seeing, I saw that in the theater and I was like, dude, I, I want a pause button. Can we have a pause button? Like, <laughs> and this like, can we, can I get a break to like to catch my breath? But I really like the favorite just because I feel like he could have gone like very, very straight laced with it and he didn't. And he kind of has, more fun with his movies from what I can tell. Like he's, he doesn't really clearly doesn't take himself like too, too seriously and doesn't really like, you know, Oh, well this is, this is historical drama. So this should be prestigious and dramatic, but it has his moments too. Like there's just so much that happens. I really do actually want to go see this movie again, just to like pick out things that I liked about it. But when, even when I was watching it, like there are certain lines in it. I was like, Holy God. Oh my God. Only, only in this man's movies could this happen. <laughs> I mean, only in this man's movies. So I, I hope, I hope that he. I don't know if he's gonna make like another movie soon, but I really hope because I just, I like being surprised. That's the thing. I don't really want to go to a movie where I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. Like this is clearly gonna be this movie I saw in like the trailer or whatever. Like I can easily. I hate when that happens because it's just. Why am I watching this if I already know what's going to happen? That makes sense. I don't. I don't like. I don't like doing it. I know people are like, no, I want to watch every trailer and I want to know everything about it, and that's fine. But like, I don't really like to go into movies with like a certain expectation for what the movie should be. And I feel like going to see like a Yorgos movie is like, I really have no idea what's going to happen. And I could either be like really astounded or like <laughs> want to like <laughs> crawl out of my skin or what. But like I I I enjoy the experience of watching his movies a lot. So I don't know if like people watch the favorite. Like I'm not really telling people like to go watch it. I'm just saying that I really enjoyed it and I would probably watch it again, like in a heartbeat. So I just love you, Lord Yargos. I love your weird fucking movies. Please make more weird movies. (laughs) But on that note, I want to ask, what like do you have any movies that you want to see next year in the coming years? Not the coming years, like in 2019. Like, are you expecting to watch anything? Um, Do you have anything like you're like, oh, I hope this person releases a movie or if I had okay, so the films that I'm looking forward to in 2019. Um, Ari Aster has a new movie. Like he's his next movie is gonna come out in August. It's called Midsummer. And it's about a couple running into like a pagan cult. So looking forward to that. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna be real honest. I would say kind of looking forward to seeing how weird the detective Pikachu is gonna be. Because it looks oh gosh insane, and <sighs> I kind of want to see it. I I don't know if I want to pay money to see it, but 
I kind of want to see it, to be honest. I um, I would just pay money to see the Bulbasaurs. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> they're so sweet. I just want to. It's like I just want to carry one home. They're so <laughs> cute. Little, little, little cute gold cabbages. <laughs> they're so precious. I also am looking forward to it, chapter two, and oh, happy yeah. death day to you. Oh God. Yes, it's your birthday. And you guys said, That will be so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So much. Oh, I'm excited. What movies I'm are you looking forward to? I'm trying to look at my list and see because. I'm actually not too sure what came out or what's coming out next year. I'm like not. There's a lot of movies on like on like Sundance. Like they're already talking about Sundance. I was like, does the film festival circuit never end? I thought there was like a clear beginning and end to the shit. No, barely. Apparently, no. <laughs> so like, fuck. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of old movies on my list. I have blowout on my list. <laughs> I forgot oh, about that. So good. So good. Yeah. Dude, the only fucking movie I have on my list that's coming out that is not coming out is The Flash. And that's never coming out. So <laughs> never mind. The Flash is literally never coming out. It's fine. I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> is it supposed to come out next year? Nah, that shit ain't happening. I think it was supposed to I think it was supposed to come out in 2020 now. Oh my god, they pushed it to 2021. So never. Basically, so never. They only had three people attached to this movie. And I feel like somebody yeah. gonna say something real messed up and mess up his check. Well, also, like, that's a long time. They cast them in 2017? 2016, I thought. Five years for it to be attached to the movie? And they shaking up everything at DC anyway. It don't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters over there. Oh my god. Well, I hope Ezra keeps posing in in little skirts until he does play Barry Allen. So in twenty one twenty one, he'll be Barry Allen. I'll be a cute thirty two. <laughs> oh, and the movie comes out. So never. Um, <laughs> I I guess I could just think like, what kind of movies I want to see. Like I kind of want to see more. I have more like um challenges. Um, because you always mention my challenges. I have more challenges I would like to do. I just haven't um narrowed it down. Um, to what I would like to watch, because. I do kind of want to do more spy movies. I never watch spy movies because I can't. I, oh, whatever. And then they're just like boring to me for the most part. But I kind of want to. I don't know. I kind of use these movie challenge times to suffer. Which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm not really involved. Honestly, I asked you that question. and I have no idea what's coming out next year. So that's not really good. Except for like. Is that Spider-Man movie coming out? Spider-Man in in space, Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man in the stratosphere. Yes, my Spider-Man. sweet little angel baby Peter Parker. Spider-Man, he... can a spider breathe in outer space? Get his little dust particles together and become a person again. Oh, it's 2008. Yeah, July 5th, 2019. So that's my movie. I'm picking it. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, I just see Jake Gyllenhaal. So, you know, I'm in there. <laughs> that's all it took. Actually, that's all it it's, took. It's, I mean, I was going to watch it anyway. I really enjoyed the first Spider Man or what? Spider Man Homecoming. Sorry, not the first one. But um, yeah, it's taken everything in my power not to thirst comment on his Instagram now. Jake Gyllenhaal, oh. not Tom Holland. Tom Holland is a baby. I was about to say, uh, you know, I I wasn't gonna judge. He's of legal age. I was just gonna judge in silence. No, you can judge outright because that's inappropriate. <laughs> He's born in 1996. Like I'm almost cute. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. So for me, you know, if however you get down, it's how you get down. But not, no. So I was talking about one Jacob Benjamin Jillian Hall, but you know, (laughs) I've been just trying to ready the thirst. But I also tweet under my real name, or not my tweet. I, I my Instagram is also my real name, so like it keeps me, it keeps me in line. I mean, so shoot not, your shot. It's you know, I wish I didn't do that. Just I just I had made like the, like you just made an anonymous screen name and just been like all the like <laughs> the thirst emojis <laughs> all the way down. I might even still do it. But yeah, I um I do want to see that movie. I do. I there's a lot of movies I still want to see that came out this year i like if bill street can talk or could talk it comes out this weekend i believe like on the 14th i think so and i yeah and i have a feeling i'll really like that movie and it might replace the favorite as my favorite because i just watched homecoming and stephen james who is uh the lead in that movie the one that looks like he looks like a what (laughs) Like a little, little fringy, like a little cute little fringy. I'm tired of you. <laughs> I'm so tired. A puggle, a fringy, like I'm so sick of you. <laughs> yeah, he cute. He just look like a little, little. Stop, little dude! Fringy. Don't do this to me. He's he's very good in Homecoming. He's very like nice and approved. Like I feel like I'm like, oh, I want you to talk to me more because he's like in therapy or whatever. And I'm like, talk to me more, please. Talk Is that the to the camera? That lady with the big teeth. Um, that is the one with Ju- Julia Roberts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a weird. It's the by the guy who does uh, Mr. Robot. So it's good. Oh. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> okay, he directed right. all the episodes in this too, but it's only half an hour, not an hour, so it's a little easier to. It's like ten episodes, so it's a okay, little easier so to like. Yeah, I'm, I'm so upset that you said he looks like a Frenchie. Now I can't look at him anymore. <laughs> Make me sick. <laughs> I feel like you're getting me back from stuff I've said earlier to you. I want you to know this unfair. 
terrible but i do want to see if bill street could talk i do want to see into the spider verse is that it yes this is spider-man yes i have heard really good things about that movie and it looks oh it comes out this this week in too mm-hmm. so i guess i'm just gonna go and that's a big ass budget for an animated movie jesus christ it got um, all of them all of them I mean, for $90 million, I hope so, shit. <laughs> like, Which is a fucking pig oh, spider. Oh, there's also True Grits in this movie, as you like to call her. Oh, True Grit? She in here? Yeah, she's Spider yeah, Woman. True Grit almost might convince me to go see Bumblebee. I've heard that movie is good. And I was like, what? I was like, y'all be lying. <laughs> Y'all be on here lying. I don't know who y'all be lying for, but y'all be on here lying. <laughs> it's like, that movie does not look good at all. But I think um, there's like a couple more movies I think that come out either I had not seen yet. And I know like, I know I saw like Oscar movies, but I'm just like not into like the Oscar like as a thing so i'm just gonna keep trying to like watch what i can and then just like ignore everything about that night because it's always a shit show and it stresses me out (laughs) so but yeah those are my those are my picks for this this year y'all yeah 2018 is finally over we're finally freed from this demon 2018 <laughs> was our own payment, and oh, Jesus. we made it out. We made Dude. it out, y'all. And then 2019 is gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen in 2019? Some good shit. Because we gonna claim it right now. Oh, are we claiming it? I was gonna say we gonna it's gonna be campaign it? trail shit. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> Actually, why did you even? Because I've been dreading it. No, girl, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be, oh no, Ashley, no. But now we're claiming. What, what are we doing? We're manifesting. Is that what we're doing? We're manifesting. We're, we're manifesting and we're claiming. You're gonna shoot your shot at Jake. <laughs> Honestly, he's only nine years older than me. Which I do you know. I just said that about like Tom Holland. That's gross. But like he's thirty. <laughs> 38? Almost 38? Oh. <laughs> and he's 5'11, which you know is not, you know, the cut. I mean, this looks kind of off, but you know, I'll, I'll work with that. It's fine. December 19th. He's almost 30, 38. Oh my goodness. Let me, let me just have this, okay? <laughs> You've been judging me I'm a, from afar. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to have it. Shoot your shot in some famous actor's Instagram comments. Just giving you bad advice. <laughs> I mean, I support it. Yeah, let's, me, I'll, I'll support all it. pick one. Let's yeah. all pick one. Live it all, from um, Y'all, just do it. Just do it like Nike. <laughs> 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 oh god we're gonna give you in trouble um so i guess what else i guess i know we've been talking like forever um 
our shit's still the same. It's still black girl. Shit, no, it's not. It's BLK Girl Film Club. Oh, and on Twitter. Please talk to us. Tell we, us all your favorite movies. Yeah. Like, we want to know what you like. Like, what were your favorites? Like, if you have all the categories, we'll share a tweet with them. If you want to share mm-hmm. what movie you would recommend for each category, we would love to hear it. Um, yeah. Also, we're going to do better in 2019. We're going to how have, like, I got some things in mind for us to try to do. We kind of have, like, this is our, like, test year where we kind of, like, felt out how we're doing things. And I feel like we're mm-hmm. only going to get better with time. And, again, mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening to us talk all this shit about movies. Because talking we really shit, love it. <laughs> talking about heights, talking about shooting our shot in certain actors Instagrams, um, talking about demonic possession. We talked about cults this year. What else did we talk? We talked about a lot of shit. We talked about Lisa Ray's acting like five hundred times. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, have I, mean, a, I have a quick question. Should we tell the the listeners what we're listening or not listening to? Shit. Well, we're going to actually put our picks are for January, since we're going to be new, new, new year, new us, a new us, new year. Yeah. Um, if you've listened this far, thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, so next and next month in January, we're going to be discussing one of my. It is a favorite. Just for one scene. Are you really going to call it a favorite? It's a favorite for me because of one scene. Like, if I ever audition for a movie, I'm going to do a monologue from this film. Um, And it's Snowpiercer from 2013. Mm -hmm. So it stars Bay with a cut and a beard. You know, Chris Evans. Y'all know I love him. It might be a serious thirst moment. (laughs) <laughs> and they are on a train that is circling the earth um that has frozen over due to the climate change and shit happens on that train and things mm. are discussed climate change billionaires controlling things after they fuck up everything for everybody <laughs> Ooh, this sounds relatable. Uh, it does sound relatable, but climate change is real. Um, and then we're also <laughs> pairing that with um, a movie I told Brittany to watch, and she was not happy with me. Uh, that was <laughs> we're going to watch Sorry to Bother You. Um, this should be interesting. I largely like the movie. It takes a hard left about like three quarters of the way in. But, like, for the most part, I enjoyed it, and um, we can go into why I picked it, but basically, they have, there's similar character journeys, I feel. Yeah, they they both end up the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's one guy fighting against the system, 
that has him relegated to a terrible part of a never-ending train. And then there's one guy fighting against the system just to fucking eat and have a place to live. <laughs> so it should be an interesting conversation. Um, I know, I don't know where Snowpiercer is playing. I know, sorry to bother you on Hulu. Everything seems to be on Hulu nowadays. So if you have that, you should um, watch it. Don't yell at me if you don't like it. <laughs> Yell at her if you don't like it, honestly. Don't, please don't yell at me. <laughs> it's it's not my fault, y'all. I just be mentioning things. I don't actually expect anybody to watch anything that I watch. In fact, I would encourage you to, like, take a long, hard look at yourself before you watch what I watch. <laughs> but anyways, we should go. We've been talking for, like, hours and hours, so... We'll catch you in January. Yeah. God. Another Enjoy year. the rest of your 2018, guys. Stay safe on New Year's. Don't get too drunk and don't drive with nobody. That's my PSA. Yeah. I'm stepping into my mom life. Next year I'll be 30. I'm going to start, you know, being the mom. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm just- I'm not ready to give up being a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. All right, y'all. We love you. Bye, guys.